Well, hello, Baltimore, Birdland, and beyond. Uh, welcome back to episode... Wow, I can't remember if this is 17 or 18. But welcome back to the latest episode of Bleacher Birds. Uh, I am Jimmy, and my co-host is... Matt. And uh, today we're going to discuss a whole lot of Orioles baseball, even though they've played a grand total of three games or four games since we've last discussed this. We'll talk about the... Uh, basically run down the roster here, talk about who the new Christen Cleats is, and uh, we'll even discuss some former Orioles, uh, Buck Showalter and Billy Ripken. Uh, they had a nice little conversation uh, regarding double headers, extra innings, uh, and managing in 2020, so we'll go over that in a little bit. And we may even take a uh, brief stop over to uh, the KBO. And last but not least, we may touch up on the list. So uh, all that. And who knows, maybe something more. Uh, but for right now, Matt, how are you? I'm pretty good, man. I've been um, trying to get through this week of uh, heartbreaking Orioles games. But, you know, just doing the same old thing. Um, going to work, watching the game. Oh, you know what I did? What would you do? Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to tell you about this. Well, you know how our buddy uh, Scott Garceau has been pumping up these uh, Papadillas over at Papa John's, right? Oh, did, you, did you try a papadilla? I did, man. I tried it. <clears throat> How was it? I actually tried two last night. And so clearly two different they were ones. good if you tried two. Well, well, it was the first time I tried them, and I had to get two to try, you know, to see which one I liked. Uh-huh. Um, now I know why they're, like, trying to sell these things, like, every half inning. Uh-oh. They're trying to, they're trying to clear out their inventory, man. They're terrible. Oh, Have you, you haven't tried one yet? No, I haven't. Oh my god! So yeah, I tried the um, the buffalo chicken one, uh-huh. and then I tried the pepperoni and meatball. And, and um, well, first of all, the the buffalo chicken one, it, it came, it didn't even have any buffalo sauce on it. So that that's probably the fault of Papa John's. Mm. But I don't know. It, it seems like they're just like burning the pizza crust and throwing some ingredients in the middle and folding it up. It's pretty bad. So I've um I've renamed them the Poopadilla. Oh no! Because <laughs> it cleared me out. Papadillas or Poopadillas? Like, yeah, it cleared me out. That's the kind of pizza I want to serve to my family. How about you? Better ingredients, better pizza, Papa John's. Uh, that's 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 what I did this week. <laughs> uh, that's that's disappointing. <laughs> So those got to go. I, they got to bring back the fifty percent off like pizza deal, not the stupid papadilla for home runs deal. Yeah. Well, they're probably losing too much money with the pizzas. Yeah, that's true. Because it was they didn't even have to win; they just got five runs or whatever. Yeah. Where, that's whereas, um. Whereas most teams in Major League Baseball had to win at least. Uh, the Orioles didn't even have to win; they just had to score runs. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's what I did this week, but uh, that was my highlight. I tell you what, your highlights a little bit more interesting than mine. Say, I uh, I have done absolutely nothing this week. Say, I've been watching Orioles baseball, and um, yeah, I spent my day off on Wednesday mowing the lawn and doing absolutely oh. nothing. Oh, you know what I caught up with? I I caught up on uh, uh, I watched the Disney movie about the two brothers that were trying to meet their dad, and they developed him halfway. Uh, what was that? developed him halfway yeah yeah like only the bottom half of him was made so he didn't have a top half 
Wait a minute. What, two brother. What kind of brothers are these? What are you talking about? Let's see. What the hell was this movie? Disney movie was. <laughs> what are they? Robots or something? Nah, they were like elves or something or other. Onward. That's what it was called. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now. So I watched. Okay. I watched that. That was uh, it's kind of disappointing. I mean, clearly, there is a reason why there was no uh, extensive blow up or hype after that movie got made. Yeah, after the, pre- the like the first preview and it, it came out, I didn't really hear much about it again. Yeah, that I can't remember if that was the first movie to come out like exclusively on Disney Plus or if that actually did make it to theaters or what. But I think that came out like right like right in line with when they started closing everything down. Yeah, I remember. I do remember going to a movie <clears throat> and seeing that preview, and that might have been like the last movie I went to. Yeah, so, um, yeah, an exciting exciting week for two adults. Uh, yeah. and, uh, a poopadilla and a Disney movie. So, and what else, what else are you going to do? Yeah, well, yeah, when, when, you, when you've seen enough of Orioles baseball that you have to go ahead and tune into the Disney movies, that might be time to call it a season. Why don't we, uh, why don't we get into the O's a little bit um, mm-hmm. before we get into uh, – Anything else, I will mention that earlier this week they had a breakdown, MLB had a breakdown of uh, if these were your playoffs, these would be your teams. And uh, it listed the eight American League teams, the eight National League teams. um, And then right out on the brink of it, at number nine, were the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, yeah, they're right in there. I mean, they're a couple games below 500, right? Yeah, well, now they've they've dropped um, a little bit more than that. I would I would assume, yeah, um, because they've lost three of their last four. But uh, prior to this week, say we were right there knocking on the door, uh, but still kind of disappointing to see that um, we were in that position for eight teams would make the playoffs. We would be right on the brink of making the playoffs. Um, but we would miss it by one, and then we would end up having the worst possible draft pick that you could have for next year um, while also missing out on the playoffs. So that would quite possibly be the worst fate for the Orioles for the season. Yeah, I agree. So Yeah, it's like when, when there's no like hype, when, when you're expected to lose yeah, and be the last place team and then you start winning, it's almost like worse when the team falls apart halfway through. Because you got your hopes up at that point. But uh, I think last year, remember, they weren't expected to go anywhere, and they didn't. And it was actually, like, more enjoyable <laughs> to watch, you know, because you, you didn't really get your hopes up because yeah. you just assumed they were going to lose. And then when they won, it was like a it was just a little treat. Yeah, it was. Um, so why don't we jump into uh, jump into this week in, uh, this week in Orioles baseball. Say, as four mentioned, say they went uh, one and three. Uh, with one postponed game uh, for this week. So we got to see four baseball games. They only won one. Uh, as a matter of fact, that was a game that they were finishing up against the Red Sox that we were discussing on Sunday. So they've lost the past three in a row. Mm-hmm. With, uh, what was it, two to the Rays and one to the Jays? Yeah. So, And those two games to the Rays and the one last night were heartbreakers, man. Oh, absolute heartbreakers. So uh, for those that do not follow us on the uh, on the Twitter at Bleacher Birds, if you were to follow us, you would have seen uh, my tweet approximately 15 hours ago of 
And I quote, fire saucer into the motherfucking sun. <laughs> and uh, that tweet was being sent as the ball was flying out of the stadium. Saucer, like, the Orioles should know better. They got runner on second, and they had, uh, what was the name of the guy batting? It's like check or something like that. It's been the guy who's been killing the Orioles this whole year. check. Yeah. yeah, he's been absolutely destroying us all season long. And yeah. rather than just go ahead, just put him on first base. You know what you're doing by putting him on first base? You're giving us that force out at any of those th- at any base at first, second, or third. You only have doing? to get one out. You know, are yeah. you putting are you putting the winning run on first base? Yes, absolutely. But unless somebody hits a home run, it's very unlikely somebody's going to hit a triple in that Triple A stadium. For one. Um, <clears throat> For two, like I said, say somebody's going to have to hit a home run in order for that guy to score. And if they hit a home run, oh, well, game's over anyway. Right. You know, if the guy just hits a single, only one run scoring, and you're going to keep on playing, you've got another chance to get the out. Realistically, you go ahead and you go around that guy and then face the other batter. Right. I I didn't even – honestly, as I was watching it, I didn't really even think about that. Mm -hmm. I I turned it off, like, immediately as he hit it because I knew it was gone. And I didn't understand why – my focus is more on what, who is Cole Sulcer. So I, I never heard that name before this year. Uh-huh. So I, I looked him up. Apparently he was in Tampa Bay for a year last year, but he only played seven games. <clears throat> so he was just a call up, you know, probably at the end of the year. And how did he win his way into that closer role? Right. I don't know why they're throwing him out there in these like one run, two run games that we've lost this year, which are a bunch. Yeah. I don't know how he, – he can't throw strikes. Why Why him over Michael Givens? I don't I don't understand. I don't know where he came from. I don't know if he knew um, – what's his name? Our manager from before. Brandon Hyde. Yeah, I don't know if they had like a relationship before. Like he knew him in the minors, whatever it is, but he, he's not working out. Yeah, and meanwhile – And that's, <clears throat> he that, that's all I could focus on. I didn't know – it was just pissing – it was making me mad because this is the third game he's blown already. So I'm looking at this guy, and he made his debut last year, 2019, for the Rays. He's 30 years old. He's uh-huh. a career minor league baseball pitcher. Like, that's all he is. So, like, he pitched, <clears throat> like you said, six games for the Rays last year. How the hell does he become the quote-unquote closer for our team? Regardless mm-hmm. of how our team is, uh, how bad our team is, or how it, how bad our team was slated to be. How can you possibly put this guy in the closer role? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. How did he win that spot with the guys that we have back there? Yeah. I mean, Tanner Scott's looking like a closer now. I mean, he, he you know, threw a wild pitch and blew one, blew a run that game, but he's been looking like our closer lately, hasn't he? Yeah, but you, you know what, Sam? I'm, I'm glad you brought up the Tanner Scott thing. It's just like, <clears throat> so. Who was catching during that? Was that Severino? Um, or was was that? I, am I mixing up games? Was that last night that he did that? Uh, no, it was two nights ago. Wait, it no, might have. It might. Yeah, uh, it was last night. It was. Yeah. So yeah, it was Severino. So. So Severino and Cisco are both doing a decent job of hitting right now, but for the love of God, the only thing that I could think when I saw that pitch get by the catcher was, can Adley Rushman please hurry up? 
<laughs> like, can, can we just get this kid up here? I I need a competent catcher. Like, yeah. I love the fact that these guys are, are doing well with the bats and that they're hitting the ball, and that's fantastic. But for the love of God, can we get somebody behind home plate that can catch a freaking pitch? Mm-hmm. You know, get somebody that can catch that ball that's down in the dirt. Get somebody who's young enough and his, whose knees are still healthy enough that they can move to stop the ball if they need to. But it's like as soon as that ball went in the dirt, you knew it was going to happen. And it had to be a wild pitch for freaking fat-ass Vladimir Guerrero uh, Jr. to go ahead and score from third. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's just like it was ridiculous. And there, like, there seemed like there was like no rush to get up to go get the ball. Like, you know, it just seemed like time was standing still. Yeah, that was an important run. I mean, that, that tied it up or something. Because or, we were up 3-2 or – you know, I'm losing track of what was going on. We, we, we joke about, uh, you know, what about Mount Castle? How about Mount Castle? Let's get Mount Castle up there. Well, what about Rushman? How about Rushman? Let's get Adley Rushman up here. You know, it's like, I know it's early. All right, I know it's early. But for the love of God, this kid can't possibly do any worse behind the plate than these other two. I'm sick yeah. and tired of watching pass balls get by the catcher. Like, that's become such of a pet peeve of mine just this season. Like, you never saw that. I'm sorry, but back when we had Matt Weeders, like, you wouldn't see that. The pitches didn't get by Matt Weeders. Right. You know, and yeah. he, he wasn't Maurer with power. He wasn't Jesus and cleats, as we thought. Um, he wasn't hitting the ball out of the ballpark, you know, every other at bat. But the balls wouldn't go by him. He He would – the pitchers knew how to pitch to him, and he would be able to block or catch anything. And I guess sometimes we take adv- take advantage of those things, and we or we take those things for granted. But it's just like Jesus, God, I'm so sick and tired of seeing pass balls behind a catcher. I think if I'm watching a game tonight and I see a pass ball, I'm just going to turn the game off. Yep. Yeah, I think um, th- they're deciding right now whether they want those bats in there or they want uh, Holiday behind the plate. And they're having a tough choice there between those three. Yeah. And Cisco, he, he can hit, but he's not he hasn't been very consistent hitting. So he, he's a tough choice too. Well, I, I mean maybe we should just go ahead and let Cisco DH for a couple of games mm-hmm. and um just put the competent catcher in there. Holiday you're talking about? Put Holiday back there? I guess. I'm not a real big fan of Holiday either. Yeah. So I don't know. See, I saw uh him and Solskjaer look like the same guy. They're just like they look, both look like career minor league catcher and pitcher. Well, yeah, I mean, Holiday, Solskjaer, Pat Valakia, like all three. Oh, don't of these don't guys, wait a second now. Don't all three of these guys need to get off the Orioles roster. Don't throw Pat Valakia in there. <laughs> I got I got I got to defend Pat Valakia in there. I got to defend him. So Pat Valakia is to fielding as a. Uh, as Pedro Severino is to stopping wild pitches. No, that is not true. It's 100% true. Pat Valakia absolutely sucks. He's made four <laughs> errors. Matt, since we've last watched, since we last spoke, he's made four uh, errors. I know there was a two in the one game, and then there was a ground ball the next night. I don't know. What was the fourth one? The throwing error. There was two throwing errors in there one two game. Throw, there was two throwing errors in one game. Then there was a fielding error, and then there uh-huh. was another throwing error. Oh, boy. All right. 
The the guy doesn't have the arm strength to make the throw to first base. That's the only thing I would I would say that you're right about. His arm strength, you could tell it's not it's not there. It, he he should be a second baseman at most, but even then he can't feel the ball to save his life. I mean, <laughs> let me, let me that is you, not look look here here you go. So I'm looking at baseball reference right now, okay? Mm-hmm. And it lists Pat Valakia as follows. Positions. Pinch hitter, shortstop, and second <laughs> Pinch hitter. His position is pinch hitter. He doesn't have a position on the field. He's not supposed to be on the field. He's not a fielder. <laughs> That's the opposite of everything. I've, well, that is funny that they have pinch hitter as like his first position. They have him listed in first position as pinch hitter. All right. This, <laughs> this guy is, you know... It, he is what you would call a, uh, uh, and he's not quite that. He's not quite that fat, uh, but fat Valika. In in my opinion, he's a knockoff. He's a poor man's Billy Butler. He's a poor man's Ty Wigginson. No, no. Like, now you're he insulting. goes up there just to hit, and and he's just he's a uh, uh, um wait what do you call it a um. He's somebody that you have to worry about in the field all the time. Whenever a ball is hit. What's that? A liability? Yeah, liability. Thank you. You know big words and I don't get along well. (laughs) But every time the ball is hit to him, you have to worry about, oh, God, what's going to happen to him? Like, is he going to field this? Is he going to be able to throw it to the base? I don't know. Let's tune in and find out. All right. Have you had your your, your minute? I've had more than my minute, my friend. If you got something right, positive well, me, to say about this bozo, go for it. Give me mine, okay? All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on the defense here. All right. All right. Fat Valeka. I mean, Pat Valeka. <laughs> First of all, he's not fat. He's not chubby. He could well, possibly no, be. Wait besides, a wait, wait, wait a second. Wait. I get my minute here. I, I need to get my. I need to get my minute of defense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's not Fat Valeka. Uh-huh. Besides Rio, 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 oh man, Scott Garcia has gotten into me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is what he should do, and this is what I'll do from now on. Ruiz, besides Ruiz, Pat Valeka could be the coolest looking Oriole right now. And I know that has nothing to do with his, his like physical ability on the field, but he's fun to watch. Um, and besides this week, he's known for his defense. He is a good defender. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he is a good defender. And you know what? It's like kind of like a video game when you pick your attributes for a player. Before, it was his defense and his hitting wasn't that great. But this year, he's taken a little off his defense and he can hit the ball. Because if you want to bring in your favorite uh, bat- baseball stats and nerd uh, nerd numbers here, he's hitting the ball as well as anybody on the team as far as um, contact and what is that average? Um, what is it? He's, he's hitting velocity, his hit velocity. He's hitting 237, Matt. But he's having some tough luck though. He's hitting some line drives right at people. Yeah. So is Chris Davis. <laughs> no, he's hitting pop-ups to people. If he's hitting the ball at all, <laughs> go look at your favorite baseball nerd stats. And he, he, they showed something his average, like hit velocity and um, the barreling of the ball or whatever. He's right behind Santander. Oh man. So you're, you're becoming a baseball nerd now, huh? 
Well, I can't avoid it. I, mm-hmm. They they show it like every ten seconds on the screen. Paying attention to uh, OPS and OPS plus and Woba and War. I don't know what Woba is. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what Woba is. That's just a fake one they throw up there. <laughs> but you're, I mean, you're. I agree with you on the stats thing. I, I I hate hearing about all that and I hate seeing it, but you can't avoid it right now. Well, here you go. I'll give you a, a quick uh quick lesson here in nerd culture. Uh, WOBA is weighted on base average. So in baseball, WOBA is a statistic based on linear weights designed to measure a player's overall offensive contributions per plate appearance. Okay. So, so does that, does that help you understand what WOBA is? Yeah, but it's just like, is he, but what's the difference between that and just like being a clutch hitter? I mean, that's what they used to say. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I just want to like sit back and watch the game and like just let my eyes be the judge of like who's good and who's like performing and who's not. Do Do you realize that at some point in time you and I have become uh, Statler and Waldorf, just kind of like <laughs> sitting out on the porch telling kids to get off our lawn? Wake me when the show starts. It's already been on a while. <laughs> Wake me when it's over. I guess it did happen, but. Like we... We 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 used to say that would never be us. That would never be us. And look at us now. This is too much. This has it. been too. This has been too much, though. <laughs> well, <clears throat> this isn't. Know, um, uh, once let me see. You go ahead and keep on pumping up Pat Flaky. I'm going to take a look at the uh, take a look at the Orioles stats here real quick and just kind of see where he is as far as the Orioles batting. Now we're going to do more stats. We might as well change the name. Can we change the name of the podcast to Bleacher Nerds? <laughs> you know, is that we, whatever is that what everybody wants? We we might get a few uh might get a few new a few new listeners. <laughs> hey, we just become yeah. Bleacher Nerds. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So we're you know what else about? You know what else I'm I'm partly defending Pat Blake because I think he's like the first Lithuanian player that the Warriors have had, and I got a little bit of Lithuanian in me too. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of home to, cooking I, there, huh? I have to admit that. Yeah, a little bit of home cooking. All right, so let's take a look here and take a look at batting average. All right, so Pat Valakia. All right, so Pat Valakia is currently. All right, first of all, it's Pat. It's Pat Valakia. Pat Valakia. All right, so Pat Valakia is uh, currently 10th on the Orioles team in batting average. So he shouldn't, he shouldn't even be in the lineup, technically. Who's if below have, him? If you have nine batters, then Pat Valakia shouldn't, shouldn't even be on the lineup. Oh, boy. Well, who's behind him? Uh, let's see here. Behind him is uh, former Oriole Dwight Smith. Uh-huh. He's, He's gone. Hitting 222. He's gone. All right. So, uh, come on. I want to hear, hear these other names. Who, who else? Uh, Ramon Urias hitting, uh, 200. He's gone. Uh, Mason Williams hitting 200. He barely plays. Rio Ruiz hitting 191. Don't do that to me. <laughs> he's, he's, he's on a rough stretch. Uh, Andrew Velasquez hitting 150. Uh, we'll talk about him in a minute. And Chris Davis hitting 122. 
right. So you can't throw uh, any of those and, guys. And finally, big fat DJ Stewart hitting absolutely nothing. Right. So if you think about that, all those names you just called out, right? Uh-huh. When somebody goes down or somebody needs a break, mm-hmm. who would you rather have in there? Pat Vileka or any any of those names you just mentioned? I would rather have Rio Ruiz in there. Well, not not Rio Ruiz. He plays. No, he's no, an everyday no. you player. Said any of those names that I just mentioned, and Rio you know Ruiz I mean. was a name that I mentioned. Besides guys that are everyday players. Yeah. See, you keep on making up the rules as you go. <laughs> uh, welcome to Matt's Matt's fantasy baseball game where the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Well, I got to make up some rules for to make some kind of sense here. Uh huh. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll just we'll have to agree to disagree. I think no. uh, Pat Flaky has got to be the next person to be released from the Orioles. So he's well, just... not, there's a couple. Before, well, you, you can't be telling me there's a couple you you would get rid of before you wouldn't get rid of before Pat Vileka. He Here's the, like the real thing with him. He he shouldn't be playing every day, but he is because of the injuries. You shouldn't see Pat Vileka on the field every day. No, you shouldn't. So, but you need somebody that can play those positions when somebody else goes down. So, but he once can't play season, those positions, Matt. <laughs> this, this week, week he, he has proven that he can't play those positions. He doesn't All have right. the arm for the throw from shortstop to first base, much less for the throw from third base to first base. Who would you rather have at shortstop when Iglesias is can't play the field? Um. You know, my, my kid's upstairs sleeping right now at one twenty four p.m. I think that she could make the throw from shortstop to first base better <laughs> than Pat Vileka could. Well, once she goes through, like, the, her quarantine process before she joins the team, who else is going to play those couple games? Uh, let's see here. So, There's nobody. You can't oh, name anybody. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I can name somebody. Okay, so let's see here. So we've got uh, Hanser Alberto at second base. And then we talk about shortstop. Uh, so your options are either uh, Andrew Velasquez. That's a big no. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jose Iglesias. How about Jose Iglesias? Wait a second, Al. You got to listen. I said, how, how about Jose? Jose? <laughs> huh? When Jose, it can't. I just set this whole thing up by saying when Jose Iglesias can't play the field, which I'm guessing his leg is still not 100 percent then you call that's why he was not playing but pat flaky is not an answer oh yeah oh boy well okay let's move on from him and let's talk about let's talk about velasquez all right i almost said said velasquez again which is embarrassing okay so came velasquez i did take four years of spanish and i can't stop saying velasquez and meanwhile you want to jump on poor scott garceau I, that's my. I guess that's my Arbutus coming out, man. I, I I don't know what it is. You know, you you are Arbutus boys. <laughs> so Andrew Velasquez, yeah, Kim Velasquez. I wanted to talk about him because he he's one of these guys who he feels like he's better than he is, mm-hmm. and you can see it, right? Right. I'm watching the game, and he, this guy thinks he he is the next Pat Valica because he is no good. <laughs> But he thinks <laughs> he thinks he's the next Pat Vileka. I think if if you look at baseball and you're just like, oh, I want to be the next Pat Vileka, you may as well just go ahead and log into your World of Warcraft account now. All right, enough enough bleacher nerd enough bleacher nerd talk. <laughs> <laughs>
I'll tell you what, though, if I got to watch this guy play every night, I might, I might start playing a uh, World of Warcraft instead. Oh boy. I mean, do you agree? He's like more, he's cockier than he should be allowed to be, right? No, I, I think that's just, uh, that's just a typical attitude that you get from, say, isn't he, uh, isn't he like a Dominican player? Like they all kind of have like a little bit of, uh, flair. Yeah. Kind of- yeah, but as I'm looking at this, no, he's not because his high school was in Bronx, New York. But maybe that's why you don't like him. <laughs> born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Yeah, maybe he would fit in better with a New York team. I mean, he definitely, when you look at a guy, he definitely doesn't look like an Oriole, if you know what I'm talking about. I'll tell you this much. I would think that a Major League Baseball player would have better looking teeth. <laughs> I'm just, well, he hasn't, I'm he just looking at big... I'm just looking at his smile right now, man. I'm just oh like, God. dear God. Now you don't know I I don't want to watch him on TV. Yeah. Now I haven't noticed his teeth, but you know what I'm talking about? If like if you were to like pick out like what an Oriole like looks like. Yeah. Like an Oriole player, it's not him. No. I don't know. I just don't get the feeling like he I don't feel like he's fits in well with the with this roster. Yeah. And it, he he's one of those guys, the more you see of him, the less you like. Another guy that shouldn't be playing every day. I'm not going to disagree with you, but you got to remember, say, this staff was kind of built for uh, – it was not built to succeed. And these guys aren't uh, aren't a part of the future. These guys are just kind of placeholders. You yeah. know, two years from now, nobody's going to remember Andrew Velasquez was an Oriole. Nobody's going to remember Pat Valakia. Um, You know, and nobody's going to think about Brian Holiday. Like, none of these guys. Nobody's going to remember these guys. Get, get me a Pat Valakia bobblehead before he leaves, though. Yeah, good luck with that. That's all. That's all I want. <laughs> good luck with that. Let's let's see what we can find here. Pat Valika bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> I did order that um, Adley Rushman bobblehead that you uh, sent me a link to. Oh yeah, yeah. Say so, yeah, I had ordered it before I even sent it to you. I want to make sure that I got mine before you got your order in. Uh, real nice. <laughs> hey, hey, look. I... All is, all is fair in love and war and uh, making sure Jimmy gets a bobblehead. There you go. So, uh, let's see here. Images for Pat Valika bobblehead. No. <laughs> no. No. Maybe I'll have one custom made. There you go. I'll get you one for Christmas. <laughs> I do miss the bobbleheads this year. That, that'll be the... Uh... That'll be the championship trophy for our fantasy football league. Would be a Pat Valika bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I got to try to win this year, then. Oh Lord, could you imagine? If it's like somebody. Let's say Tom over in Arizona gets in. He's like, "Who the hell is Pat Valika?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, he had a nice little bobblehead collection when I was when I um, visited. Oh yeah, yeah I, me- I remember he had like a shelf of uh, Arizona Diamondback bobbleheads. And a couple of Green Bay ones, I think. I mean, unless I'm just making that up, but he wouldn't mind that. Um, who's who's Oriole you would like to see a bobblehead of this year if they were doing that? Um, They'd have to go Santander, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Santander is an easy answer, but I think uh, what I would like to see is I would like to see a uh, Jose Iglesias uh, bobblehead, but have it be like a uh, but like a Enrique Iglesias knockoff. So it's just like oh, yeah. Jose Iglesias, but it's just like 
ripping his jersey off from the uh, from the from the chest, or just like in a deep deep V neck yeah, T-shirt. Yeah. yeah. oh god the things we talk about you know what i heard about um he's playing so well i think he's one of those names that we might not be seeing in a couple weeks actually so the trade deadline trade deadlines actually is it this week i think yeah yeah so i don't know say i i don't necessarily wonder how long we got jose for yeah, but he's just playing so well. We might just we there might be an offer that the Orioles uh, can't refuse. Oh yeah, see, because we ain't signed him to a one year deal. Yeah, I mean, if they can get something out of him, it would suck. But uh, I guess you got to play the long game here with this team. So yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple prospects. Yeah, look at you talking prospects now. Yeah. You know. So since we're having that conversation. Um... The only other possible uh, player that I can think of would be Alex Cobb. Yeah, his Pretty name was thrown around. Getting something. Yeah, his name's been thrown around a little bit. Um, I just don't necessarily think you're going to get any sort of return from Michael Gibbons now. I think it's too late. So. Uh, do you, well, because of he didn't have like the greatest year last year? Well, I mean, even this year is just like – it seems like his high-pressure situations where we want to go ahead and show him off, it's just uh, – yeah, but you know what? You know what's tough about that? Like, and I know this is just one instance of it, mm-hmm. but um, he blew that game a couple yep. nights ago. But yes, sir. You, you remember he came in the inning before with bases loaded and didn't give up a run. Who's that? Givens. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he inherited those runners or put them on, but he definitely didn't give up any runs. And I don't know. That That was a tough loss for him. But still, I mean, Gibbons or Solser, what would you pick right now? No, I'd take Gibbons 100, uh, 100 times out of 100. Yeah. So. At least he can throw strikes. Well, you know, the other thing is maybe Solser has pictures of Brandon Hyde's wife. Uh, I mean, same, have, same. We, have we looked into that? It's just like the uh, the Ryan Flaherty theory. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I have, on the team. That's what I was going to say. I haven't looked into it, but he's got that Flaherty uh, blackmail. Yeah, Flaherty had pictures of Buck's wife, and uh, maybe uh, maybe Solter has pictures of Brandon Hyde's. That's that's the only explanation I could think of. So, yep. Um, you know, I, I'm looking down the roster and I was thinking about some other guys whose bobbleheads I'd want. Uh, just because of the the luscious locks, I think I wouldn't uh-huh. mind seeing a uh, either. Uh, Rio Ruiz or a <laughs> Asher Wojciechowski Bob. Oh, yeah. I think this would be pretty sweet just uh, just from the locks. I'm, you got to go Ruiz on that. Yeah. Um, Wojciechowski, did he have long hair last year when he was on the team, or is that like a quarantine hair? <laughs> I don't remember. I know, but right right now, like, he is so goofy looking with that hair. He looks like Wayne's, Wayne from Wayne's World to me. Ash- and the hat, that, like the hat, the hat doesn't fit right, and he's like wearing his like pants all up high, and like I'm gonna have a little suggestion for you here. It's uh, Asher Flojahowski. <laughs> Flojahowski, huh? It's gotta be yep. all right. So um, that, of course, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't object to a Hanser Alberto bobblehead. Mm. Um, of course, I think the Austin Hayes bobblehead is long overdue, so I, I, I would like to see that. Um, I, I, he'll definitely get one in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm I'm waiting for the one that we talked about on previous episode from uh, from the Bay Sox. Waiting for that for next year. Oh, he was supposed to have one. That's right. He was okay. supposed to have the Top Gun one. I'll tell you what, though, Cedric Mullins is making a hard case for him to come back. I think with his glove out there. Yeah, I think the gloves are comparable. I think uh, Cedric Mullins and Austin Hayes. Well, I don't know. Comparable. And as a matter of fact, here I'll go to this extent: the home run to center field that. Uh, uh, that Cedric Mullins didn't get back to that if he would have been back at the ball and would have jumped, he would have caught. Right. Austin Hayes catches that ball. Austin Hayes is back there and Austin Hayes, Austin Hayes is at least jumping at that wall, trying to make the catch rather than Cedric Mullins who went back there, turned to play it off the wall and it went over the wall. That depends, look, look, man. Look back at that play. Look back at that play. You'll see that Cedric okay. Mullins gets back to the warning track and then turns around to play it off the wall. Austin Hayes is at he, least at that wall jumping to try and make that play. If he's at the wall, I agree. <laughs> so I think I they've got comparable. The- I think they've got comparable speed. I think that they both play a really, really good outfield. I think we're probably in the same uh, the same circumstance that we were where we had Brady Anderson and Steve Finley. And one of the two is going to have to go, um, <clears throat> you know, and, and maybe it pans out for one and not the other. But I think that we've invested enough in Austin Hayes that we've got to uh, when he comes back, that he's our starting center fielder. And, uh, you know, maybe Mullins goes out there to left field or right field. Well, I guess Santander's in right field. So maybe he goes out to left field and maybe Mountcastle comes in to the infield somewhere. That maybe that's your answer. Maybe instead of Pat Vileka, you bring uh, Mountcastle and you let Mountcastle play the infield. Possibly. I mean, I wouldn't be upset with that. But here, here, here's what I think of Mullins, from, just from the eye test. Okay. Just from watching the first half of the season with Hayes out there and then when Mullins took over. Okay. Mullins is like tracking some fly balls that I don't know necessarily that Hayes, not that necessarily he couldn't, he doesn't have the speed to get to, but he doesn't have the experience to make that the first jump and get to these balls that uh, Mullins is getting to. That's just from watching the game. So I've noticed that Mullins is like getting to a lot out there and Hayes, while he is, while he is pretty good in the outfield right now, and I will say pretty good, at some and on some instances, he looks a little lost. But when you mentioned um, w- one thing, I will agree with when you when they ha- when they both if they both are going to stay on the team. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm thinking about it, I think Hayes could do very well in left field, just for the time being. And I think we are going to keep Hayes over Mullins ultimately. Mm-hmm. But just for this year, I think Hay- Hayes would have some success in left field. Well, you got to. I think you got to leave Mullins in center. Well, see, what I was saying was, I was saying put Hayes in center and maybe Mullins moves to left. But either either oh, way, that, either, either way that you go, you can't way do that. that you go with that. Either way that you go with that. If you've got an outfield of Hayes, Mullins, Santander, I feel much more confident in that outfield than I do. And this isn't a knock against uh, Mountcastle, but Hayes, Hayes, Mullins, Santander is a much more competent outfield. It's just a matter of can they still do it with a bat that way? And do you lose a bat where you move uh, Ryan Mountcastle into the infield for, you know, whoever it be? Now, if we trade Jose Iglesias um, this week and then all of a sudden we don't have a shortstop and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
maybe we try and experiment with Mount Castle over there. And your infield is, um, you know, Nunez and Alberto, Mount Castle and uh, Ruiz. You know, yeah. Maybe you go with that. But, I mean, I think that's a much better hitting infield, a much better fielding outfield. And, um, you know, Austin Hayes was starting to come around with a bat, like, right before he got injured again. And um, <clears throat> with Mullins, you know, Mullins has learned that, hey, screw it, I can bunt for a single, so be it. And right. he's become one of the best bunters in Major League Baseball right now. And, well, that's what I was going to tell you. I mean, I can see, I can see why you've like uh, uh, kind of gravitated towards Mullins because you were always a big Ricky Henderson fan when you were younger. <laughs> so you know, you see somebody who's who's a fast outfielder that uh, that can make contact and make things happen once he's on the bases, and then you know, yeah, that's typically your type of guy. Right, and that's what I was going to say. Once Mullins took over, I was a little worried because it seemed like last year he just dropped off the face of the earth and he couldn't play baseball anymore. Yeah. But this year he's been recognizing that he just needs to make contact and, and he can lay down those bunts. But really, that's, that's, what I wanted, that's what I wanted to see out of Austin Hayes. But he's not doing it. He's trying to swing for the fence. Well, he wasn't doing it. He was starting to come around with his bat. Right before he uh, right before he got injured again, he was making more solid contact, and he was getting the hits. He wasn't necessarily swinging for the fence as much, you know. That that first home run will come around eventually, but it doesn't need to come, you know, in his next uh, in his next game or two, you know, whenever yeah. they may be. Even um, even just by watching Mountcastle for a week, you can see he, he's a home run hitter, right. But he's already recognized that, hey, maybe they're not going to come as easy as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. And the past few games, he's just been making contact. He's hitting doubles. He's hitting, like, singles, moving runners up. So I'm already liking that. All right. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Ryan Mountcastle because that's somebody that uh, I think you and I both kind of agree on, on what our thoughts are on him. Um, <clears throat> and so with Ryan Mountcastle, so – he had a little bit of a rough start at first. He didn't get a hit in his first game. Um, you know, it was just, just coming around, coming around, and he was, like, making solid contact, but it was always to the glove. Um, <clears throat> here we are now. He's gotten 20 at-bats this season. He's got eight hits. He's hitting 400. Um, he's already got his first double. He scored a couple runs. He's got three RBIs. Um, so the kid's definitely uh, – definitely making an impact and you know as as much of a haster you are on austin hayes um you know ryan mountcastle has come up and he's hitting the ball and he plays an adequate left field for right now um but he he's definitely been a solid addition to the team so all this talk about you know where's mountcastle how about mountcastle when are they going to call up mountcastle they finally do and it's paid its dividends. Yeah, I agree. I mean, those first couple of games, you could tell, I think we talked about this, but he looked, he, you could look at his face and you could tell he was nervous. Mm-hmm. Like you could see it on his face. So, and I think he was trying to hit a home run for his first at bat. I don't know. He just had it in his head. You know what I mean? You, you go up there, you think you're going to like set the, set the league on fire, but sometimes it doesn't happen. But once he lost those nerves, he's just trying to hit the ball hard. And it's paying off. 
So, and what's interesting about this is, again, Sam, on a good old baseball reference here, and it lists his positions as shortstop, third baseman, and first baseman. So, if Ryan Mountcastle could be that shortstop, and, I mean, I'm not expecting him to be the Cal Ripken shortstop. I'm not expecting him to be uh, to be a Manny Machado or even a J.J. Hardy shortstop. But, like, if he can play an adequate shortstop and hit the ball the way that he does, you know, I, I think that's a good fit for him. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, it, I, I don't – I'm not familiar with how well or how long he played at shortstop. Mm-hmm. But I know that's a position that's kind of tough to jump into if you haven't been playing – shortstop throughout your minor league career which i don't know has uh, he's been a career he's been a career infielder so like throwing him in left field like the orioles have done like all the season that's what he was working on before we called him up was they were teaching him to play left field because that's where they were going to put him this season yeah yeah but i mean not to knock the outfield or whatever definitely center field is the hardest of the three yeah but it seems like when they want to try to fit a guy in this doesn't go for the Orioles this goes for every team like usually one of those corner outfield spots and usually it is left field you know that's where they'll throw a guy who isn't the strongest fielder so outfield I think you I feel like you can kind of get away with it I feel like a lot of teams that's where they test the guy out and do try to get away with stuff a little bit lack of defense Mm -hmm. but I mean shortstop um, I don't know. I don't, I'd have to see him play. the. I've never seen him play the infield. I've never watched like any of his minor league games, never saw him play. But I mean, I, I just feel like it's a little tough to jump back into shortstop. I mean, you get, you got guys playing shortstop their whole career and then they come up to the majors and they have to move to third or second like Manny did. Right. Because major league shortstops are probably your best infielder. Right. So, I mean, I just have to see him. I don't know. I, I, I can't tell you whether I think that would be a good idea or not until I see him actually take a ground ball. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. We'll have to see if they put him out there and give him that chance or not. Um, but like I guess I'd say I think the I think the Mount Castle exper- experiment and experience has been nothing but positive since he's come up. We were expecting his first few jitters of when he first started. Um, but he's really, really come around, especially as of late. Uh, like I said, say eight for twenty, one two for four yesterday. So, um, Mount Castle is everything that they've hyped him up to be, as far as uh, being a good—I uh, don't want to say contact hitter, but a good uh, hit for average hitter. And it's just a matter of whether or not uh, whether or not when those home runs come around. Not a matter of whether they do or not. Yeah, yeah, and I think once he gets more comfortable, they will come because he he does have that power power swing. So, with the debut of uh, Ryan Mountcastle, we'll say we do have to talk about this a little bit. Um, Anthony Santander, uh, who's, again, MVP, uh, has started to slow down a little bit. And I mm-hmm. don't necessarily know if anybody else has noticed or not, but uh, just last night he went 0 for 5. And uh, I think you pulled up the stat when we talked earlier that he was 5 for 30 in his last uh, – just over the last seven seven days. Yeah, five for 30, one home run, three RBIs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's like a 167 average. But if you think about it, man, the way the way he's been playing, you got you got to slow down eventually, right? You got to have a little bit of a dip. Right. But what I like about him is you can tell, like, it's not a fluke. Like, he's got a legit swing. Right. And uh, he, he'll turn it around, you know, pretty soon. Yeah. 
I think. Yeah, I think so too. So it's just a matter of time, a little bit of a uh, little bit of a blip, but uh, Santander would definitely be back. So he just, uh, I don't know if he needs a day off or if he just needs to keep playing through it, but um, no doubt in my mind that he'll be back. So. Yeah. Yeah. With him, I, I don't even think he needs a day off. I think you just let him, let him play through it. Yeah. So, um, current Orioles kind of already mentioned, say, I want to talk a little bit about some previous Orioles. Uh, I had mentioned this to you a little bit earlier. Um, good old Buck, uh, Buck Show Walter joined the MLB network and is now part of their, uh, part of their crew. And, uh, this was just, uh, a couple of nights ago, just three days ago, uh, he had a sit down conversation with Billy Ripken and, uh, well, I'll just go ahead and play it for you, and we can discuss it. Say it's about a little three-minute clip here, folks, so bear with us. Really, I like it. You know, for us, it's been a lot of time in the minor leagues. Seven innings uh, or minor league doubleheaders, something all these players are used to, and most of the managers, if they spend some time in the minor leagues coaching or managing. And uh, I think you're going to see it. it. Maybe it's a nine and a seven. Maybe it's not two sevens. I said the other day, heck, I think to make up some of these games, they should go to the triple header. Somebody went, yeah, right. I said, no, they're playing 18 innings last year. What's 21? You know, because I really want the integrity of the schedule to be there. In order for that to happen, you need to play at least 50 games, okay? You know, I'm not going to be real happy if I played 59, 60, and you played 50, and you spin with a winning percentage right. with a better seed than me. I ain't happy about that. And I do think there should be a minimum number of games you have to play in order to be eligible for the playoffs. But you don't want to have somebody at the end of the season going, hey, uh, maybe we shouldn't play today. we got a winning percentage. And there's just a lot of things. That, and the draft that's coming up, you know, where you're going to be slotted, where you're picking, you know, by not playing enough games. So, triple header? What do you think, Billy? I'm not mad at you. <laughs> uh, when you first said it, I was just like one of those people. But then when you said, okay, we're going from 18 innings if it's two nights to 21 innings. And if you wanted to, and you wanted to throw something out there where you said three sixes. Right. Uh, to make it 18 just like it was before, and it's going to count as three games. Well, Who knows? Well, Billy, what about taking your starter for game two? Let him pitch. You're having trouble closing. Let him close game one. Have him throw a little bit every 10 minutes underneath the cage and start game two. So what we have then is we have 12-year-old flashbacks. I've had too much fun. <laughs> you're playing some uh, tournament baseball yeah. somewhere. Yeah, you, you, you get know. there at 12 o'clock, you leave about 10, you got three under your belt, and you're that much closer. Well, let me ask you about uh, the extra innings here. Your thoughts before it went into play versus now that you're seeing it in real well, time. You know, Fran, I know what playing 15-inning games does to a bullpen and the movement and back and forth with pitchers, not good for their development. So I like it on the surface, especially, you know, I was on the competition committee for a while, and I see all the stuff that's been going on behind the scenes. They think everything through, you know, we all say, geez, why don't they do that? Well, they have done that, and they've done it for two years. They've looked at the baseball. They've looked at the bat. But believe me, they're, they're working hard at it. So uh, I just, I, I like it. I do. Uh, anything that keeps people like from being hurt. Um, I talked to a lot of minor league managers. Here's a shocker. You know, talk to people that have done it. You might get something from them instead of just weighing in on it. You know, I talked to a lot of minor league managers, and they love the fact that the, uh, the games were shortened and uh, the, the physical wear and tear. Uh, me, I would have it like, you know, you got an offensive coordinator in baseball, Billy, you got a defense coordinator. I would have a routine of, okay, we need one run, this is what we're going to do. Now, your batting order dictates a lot of it. You know, by scoring one run, now for the one time, you know what the other team's going to have to do in the bottom of the inning. 
you know, but I've also been exposed to some of the skills of the players, you know, that maybe lack of. Billy and I were talking. I'm not sure. Back to small ball a I'm bit, not sure but. Billy would be in the big leagues today because they don't appreciate as much what Billy brought, I think, in some cases. He, you know, you had to be able to bunt. You had to be able to hit and run. You had to be able to uh, understand signs. You had to be able to run the bases regardless of your speed. Not that they don't now, but uh, I don't know. Billy, you like it? What, the extra inning? Yeah. I do. I didn't think I would, but I do. Billy, you'd love that. Yeah, if you put Billy leading that inning off with a man on second, he's either going to get him over or get him in. And do his job. All right, so that was uh, Buck and Billy discussing uh, potential seven-inning doubleheaders, their thoughts on them, uh, potential triple-headers, uh, the fact that Buck would prefer more baseball games being played. And I think he's got a valid point in the fact of uh, – you know, a, a team that gets in that's played fifty-eight games versus a team, or a team that gets in that's played, let's say, like forty-eight games versus a team that doesn't get in that's played like fifty-six or fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. So, and again, oh, you know, oh, yeah. you, you want to talk about win percentage and things of that sort, kind of affecting that, and um, you know, the difference between three seven-inning games being twenty-one innings versus two nine-inning games being eighteen innings. And just kind of briefly discussing that. I mean, I know we've already discussed the fact that we're not bit, we're both not really fans of the seven inning double headers, um, but from a circumstance of getting the games in, uh, what are your thoughts on that? All right, so a lot to break down there with Buck. Yeah, over a lot. And um, before I, before that, though, man, I, I miss him. He's great, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad um, that he's back on the MLB Network. I'm glad I'll be able to uh, tune in and just kind of see his thoughts again. Yeah, I'm – man, just hearing that little clip, I miss him, like his post-game interviews and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to listen to uh, Brandon Hyde after the games, but – It's not the same. No, nah, he sounds like Eeyore. And and, it, and there's nothing against nothing against Brandon Hyde, but when you go from, you know, uh, Buck Showalter, who's just an absolute gem in baseball, to – just about anybody, it's going to be a downgrade, and it's just not nearly as uh, good to listen to. I mean, he's been all right as a manager, I guess, but yeah, just when you hear those two next to each other, it's like, damn. Yeah. But anyway, um, so with the you know double headers and and the win percentage thing, it's tough because I, I I mean I, I think you know my feelings about those seven in the games. I, I just don't even think they're like real games. Right. They don't feel like real baseball games to me. That's that's my problem with those. Right. Um, I don't like that. I don't like the runner on second base. Right. I know you want to like speed up the game, but <clears throat> it just feels like it just feels like a softball game at that point. But I, I do like his um, win percentage talk because just talk about the Cardinals for a minute. Mm-hmm. They were down for what a, a stretch of like two weeks or whatever it was. All these teams have to play seven inning games in these double headers against them. I don't think that's fair. I don't even think that part's fair. But and if they don't make them up, it's really not going to be fair if they don't have to play the amount of games that everybody else does. So I definitely agree with him on that. Like you shouldn't have to be competing with a team that's played half the games that you have. And if I had to choose like one of those options that he laid out, mm-hmm. it would be the play one nine-inning game and then a seven-inning game after that. I think that one I can I would be able to live with. But the the runner on second, I mean, he's right. The major league teams are going to score that run. 
nine times out of 10, I think. Right. So it's almost like not even worth it at that point anymore. I mean, they're, they're going to score that run anyway, and then you're just playing for two runs. So what's the point of starting somebody out there? At least from what I've seen so far. Yeah. So, I mean, you go by, uh, you go by win percentage right now. Or This was as of three days ago, and obviously the, uh, the Rays have leapfrogged the, the Yankees. But uh, the previous previous uh, update that we had was that the A's would play the Blue Jays as the uh, the one seed playing the eight. The Yankees would be the, or I'm sorry, the Twins would be the second seed playing the Indians. The Yankees would be the third seed playing the Astros. And the Rays would be the fourth seed playing the White Sox. Mm-hmm. So that's what. <clears throat> That's what previously was. Now, I think all of those teams, well, minus the Blue Jays. Have the Blue Jays played? They might be somewhere along the lines of Orioles missing like three games or something like that. Yeah. Not not many. I mean, every every team I think is going to miss some games. Yeah, Blue Jays 16 and 14. They've played 30 games. Um, yeah, they've actually played one less game than us. So Yeah, yeah. But their win percentage is 533 as opposed to 452 of ours. Right. So <laughs> it's amazing what what a difference two wins makes. Yeah, in the short season for sure. Yep. But yeah, I'm, I can see why you like that clip. He was talking about Billy Ripken there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill but, Ripken, a favorite of mine when I was younger. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, you don't see many players like that anymore. No, you don't. But um, you know, Billy definitely had the ability of of being able to he wasn't a speed demon but he knew how to run the bases and he could definitely hit the ball for contact where it needed to go or drop a bun if need be necessary but he he could get the job done he uh just kind of living in the shadow of his brother whereas most yeah. people think that he had a job because of his brother so any other thoughts on uh thoughts on that one we won't move on from there no, we can move on, but that was that was good. I definitely like hearing him on his his opinion on all that stuff. Yeah, so we'll have to keep a uh, keep an ear out for uh, little tidbits of Buck and uh, see if we can revisit uh, revisit that as we go on. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So as we're looking, um, I don't have anything else Oriole uh, Oriole or MLB related. Do you have anything? No, I don't. But do you want to pick our um, wager of the week? We're going to use the Orioles for for that. Well, yeah, I feel like we should. Uh, why don't we go ahead and use the Orioles for that? But um, you you won this week. We'll talk about. But um, so I guess you get to pick, right? Uh, let's see here. Winner winner picks a category, and the loser gets the pick of the uh, pick of the litter, right? Yeah, what we're doing. Yeah, that's what we've done the past couple times. So all right, all right. So we'll keep that up. Um, you know, why don't, why don't we go back to the uh, back to the bats? Okay, and um, I want to see. Not most hits, not most home runs. We can we can redo some of that. I don't mind. I never mind home runs. So yeah, don't well, that. you know, I don't want to make it too easy for you. Okay. <laughs> How about we make things a little bit more interesting, and let's right. go for uh, let's lay off the hits. Let's go for stolen bases this week. Ooh, okay. You weren't expecting that one. No, I wasn't, and that that uh, reminded me of something from yesterday's game. <laughs> but, but, you want to do stolen bases? Yep. All right, so 
you get first pick or I get first uh, winner gets first pick or winner winner chooses topic loser gets first pick oh let me okay I like that all right let me look at this for a second all right and just just so you know your catchers are Brian Holiday Pedro Sarino <laughs> and Chance Cisco while I'm thinking of a player it doesn't matter who, who what position they play because they're all trying to steal bases did you see last night <laughs> yeah this was like the guys thrown out at base. That's what made me think of this topic. Uh, yeah. I think it was the eighth and ninth inning. I guess they were trying to take the lead before it went to extras, but uh-huh. I don't know what they were thinking. This was after the after Mullins got thrown out on a straight up steal, mm-hmm. as much as he got thrown out by, that's when as a manager you say, okay, no more stolen bases, especially late in the game. Right, but then all of a sudden, Pat Palaka tries to steal one. I think he tried to steal that on the on the pitch. It hit the dirt, and he just decided to take a chance that it was going to get by the catcher, but it did not. So he got thrown out. And then the third one, I don't understand what happened. Who who was the third guy that got thrown out? I can't remember. It's all blur. Yeah, yeah I, I knew Mullins got thrown out. Mullins got thrown out first, which is fine. I want to see him steal bases. Right. The second one was Baleka after the ball. He thought it was going to get away. I'll defend him again here. He thought it was going to get away, so he took off. <laughs> yeah, it was Pat Valakia. And then the third one, I think it was Velasquez. I, I don't like know. It was Andrew Velasquez, yeah. I don't know why he went, and especially after the first two. Like, why would you go? And that's why another reason I don't want to see this guy. But um, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go. If it, if it was him or if it was a signal or if he was told yeah. that he needs to run. It might have been a hit and run, but yeah. they shouldn't have been they shouldn't have been messing around with that after um especially yeah, not after the first two got thrown out. It's like for the love of God, did you learn no. and with Ruiz batting right now, he's not, not tearing the cover off the ball. So I, I wouldn't um I wouldn't have called that play. Right. So that's on the manager or the players themselves. I, I don't know why that those three stolen bases happened last night. But anyway. Hey, hey uh, real quick, you mentioned Rio Ruiz. Did you see the uh, evidence of, once again, why we need robot umpires? That oh, BS yeah. call by the third base umpire saying they swung when he didn't. Holy crap. He took, the bat, off his, he took the bat off his shoulder. Uh, he called for a strike. My God. <laughs> that was ridiculous, man. I'm, I'm going to go. I'll go with Mullins. All right, so you're, you're going with Mullins? The easy choice, yeah. He's been getting on base a lot, and his bunting, like he can just bunt for a hit whenever he wants. So I'm going with Mullins. All right, all right. So you're going for chalk. Um, <laughs> I gotta I... get back on the board here. What's that? I gotta get back on the board here. I gotta go Mullins. Yeah, it's true. Um, hmm. all right. So I think. Uh... I think you're so you're going Cedric Mullins, which is funny because so Cedric Mullins leads our team with three steals for the season. Yeah. Right. You so, know. You know who's got two. You know who's second. Who's second place? Can I guess here? Yeah. Go ahead. Wait. Is it? Let me rule one out. Is it not? Is it not Hayes? Oh, it is Hayes. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> so I did guess right. Austin then. Hayes with two. All right. And uh, there's also another person with two. And that's Andrew Velasquez. Mm-hmm. So they both have two. Um, but you I know, mean, he might be a good choice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they could always opt for him for to be a pinch runner. So that's always a possibility. But um, 
Let me say this. I, I, I know I, I heard something last year. Um, it was either Nunez or Santander had 2020. So one well, of those two where, might be a good choice too. I was, I was just kind of hoping that he would get on base and then we could see where we go from there. So I think as I look through this team, you know, there aren't many speed demons. Like if I want to go to the next fastest guy after Mullins, I'd probably go Velasquez. But let's see, uh, let's see Anthony Santander get on base and get some fire underneath of him, and just go ahead and try to steal a couple of bases. So I'm going to go Anthony Santander. All right. Most likely, whoever gets one steal is going to win this one. Uh, you I, know, I think, I think <laughs> Bones might get more than one this week. All right, we'll see. I, I I just had to get that little Dave Johnson out there. Eh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So enough of right. talk. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's head on over to the KBO. All right. Yeah, that's a good time because uh, I lost the, the wager of the week last week on my on my key boom heroes. Yes, sir, you did. As we so, look at the standings, the NC Dinos are in dominant uh, form in first place. Now a full game and a half above the key boom heroes. Yeah, they are. But if you look at, okay, so if you're looking at the last 10 games for both teams, they're both six and four. Mm-hmm. But I also forgot to look up the Dinos schedule for the, for the week. I don't know if you noticed this before you made that pick, but it was a very smart move. They were playing the two worst teams in the league last week. So they had a stretch of six games against the Hanwha Eagles and SK Wyverns mm. who have a combined – who have like a combined wins that's about the same as the Dinos on all, the whole season. So, Matt, you actually think I pay enough attention to the KBO that I looked and I saw that the NC Dinos were playing the worst two teams in baseball before <laughs> making that bet. Well, worse than that is I'm the guy who's supposed to be paying attention to stuff like that. Uh-huh. And, I, and I didn't even notice it. But you, you got one by me up there, whether it was on purpose or not. <laughs> so, Keywoman is still in second place. But one more on the win board. <laughs> I just want to see those two teams play each other. Then we'll see the real the real deal. But also, um, some bad news for the heroes. They, they've lost three starting pitchers recently. So I, I don't even know if this, this is going to come true for me. I, I don't know. Hey, is, is Mike Wright still pitching for him? He's, he's on the dinos, but, yeah, he's still, he's still around. <laughs> he's doing well, too. He, he's not their best pitcher, but he's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, so some other news from KBO. They're, they just got bad news after bad news. They're, they have a mask mandate now in the dugouts. Okay. So I, I'm thinking this is the way that all sports are going to be heading. If, if South Korea can't, can't uh, slowly keep reopening, I think we're going to see this too. So they have a mask mandate in the dugout. Mm-hmm. Got to be wearing it at all times. If First offense is going to cost you 300,000 won. Three hundred thousand won. Yeah, so you know that. Well, it does equate to two hundred and fifty dollars. Just sounds worse than it is. I was gonna say how many. <laughs> no, 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 never mind. Yeah, maybe keep that comment to yourself. We'll, we'll, we'll post that comment on the Patreon once again. You guys can join our Patreon for three for a mere three dollars a month <laughs> and uh, gain my uncensored thoughts 
uh, and some random articles that, uh, that I post on there and, uh, maybe we'll get Matt on the Patreon eventually as well. But, uh, all of your generous, uh, generous subscription fees will go towards us getting new equipment, uh, new microphones, perhaps a laptop that doesn't crash in the middle of recording and, uh, things of that sort. So it's a good time to plug that. All right. Well, um, second offense for not wearing a mask is 1 million won. That's $850. But still, you can see they're they're trying to lock this thing down. And I think it's because um, South Korea is thinking about going into their like level three of lockdown again, where they're going to just cancel all sports for the rest of the year. So I don't mm-hmm. know. What, what once was like the model of how to do it is not looking good now and they might completely shut down, but hopefully that doesn't happen. But um, I thought that was interesting to see if the, if major league compare that to the MLB. Yeah. Do you think these teams would do a, ma- a mandatory mask in the dugout? Oh, and also in, K- in KBO, you, they banned spitting and uh barehanded high fives. Now they were being, I was, like an, I, I was watching the MLB and I was watching the blue Jays game, blue Jays Orioles game. And it was like when the blue Jays hit those back to back home runs, they were high fiving and smacking hands and doing everything else that they were told not to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, you, these guys just—they clearly just don't even care anymore. Yeah, you, you, I don't uh, think. You, you, you know what? Uh, you know what my thoughts are towards that. Say we've been waiting a long time for this one, but <laughs> there it is. Probably the latest shot of the uh, shot shot of the season. That's right. Yeah, last last minute shot. Yep. Um. But yeah, I definitely don't see a ban on spitting in the MLB either because just watching Boston, that dude Rafael Devers, man, you, you can't have the camera on him for two seconds without him like just spitting all over the place. Right. Yeah, you know the guy I'm talking about, the third baseman. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's spitting left and right. I don't think that these guys would ever put a ban on spitting, or they just would refuse to play the game. Yeah, man, that something like that would be hard, hard to, uh, hard to police. I guess. I mean, unless you had somebody in their dugout, literally looking for it. I don't think they've, at least KBO has been noticing their guys are getting caught on camera for these games. Yeah. So it's getting a lot of uh, publicity, and that's why they finally put the ban on them and fining with that. The same fines go for spitting or, or high fiving too. But I don't know. I hope they finish out the season, man. I want to see this thing to the end. Yeah, see, I'm kind of curious. Once the playoffs get going, exactly, uh, exactly how it's going to go. Maybe around then, I'll, I'll truly start paying attention. But for right now, my, uh, my eyes are on baseball, baseball only. And then uh, a week from now, they'll be on football. Yes. All right. Well, that's all I have for KBO. But um, before you switch over to football, uh-huh. make this then. If the if the Dinos make it to the finals, mm-hmm. or if the Dinos make keep their first place rank and they're in the finals, you have to watch at least one game. <laughs> All right. That's fair. All right. All right. All right. I'm done then. All right. Um, I actually didn't have anything for football. It wasn't, uh, wasn't <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, um, why don't we, uh, why don't we wrap up the show? Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up with a quick rundown of, uh, everybody's favorite segment, the list. Oh, here we go. Let me flip to it real quick. All right. You actually have a handwritten list for the list, huh? I do, yeah. Yeah, that's not memory. 
Oh, you thought it was on the computer or something? That's, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I figured it was on the computer or if it was, uh, say, uh, if I had it, it'd probably just be saved on my phone. No, I got a whole notebook for our um, our stuff here. Nice. Maybe on, maybe once it's full, um, I'll put it on. It'll be auctioned off on Patreon. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe, gonna... <laughs> that's very important. It is, yeah. It's collector it's history. memorabilia. Hey, man, history of the podcast. That's right. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. List. IL. Number one. The entire Blue Jays fan base. So, entire Blue Jays fan base, they've been, uh, they were a little bit stiff last night. I don't know if you noticed that or not. Um, they, a few of them made the trip down to Buffalo. Uh, of course, I'm just mentioning the cardboard fans because Blue Jays fans are uh, complete trash and don't believe in, uh, would not travel down that far to go see their own team play. And uh, if they did, they'd probably take a couple beer cans, throw them at some outfielders, and uh, again, just be an embarrassment to baseball fans. Still on the list. Yeah, and if they could, they'd throw it from the highway because you can see the road from this stadium. That you can. Which is uh, which I still think looks better than the uh, the Blue Jays' stone. Yeah. All right, number two, Trash Bag Charlie. Hey, Trash Bag Charlie's still on the list, uh, still trying to go ahead and buy bobbleheads. He's probably going to swing by your house uh, after you get your Adley Rushman bobblehead and offer you five dollars for it. You think he'll take that? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> Right. If Trash Bag Charlie came to my house and saw the bobblehead collection, he'd probably faint. Yeah, and then he'd pro- and he'd probably offer you five dollars for each one. Yeah, and then I and then I'd have to uh, kindly escort him out. <laughs> All right, All right. Uh, MLB Insider John Heyman. MLB Insider John Heyman still has us on block. Um, every once in a while, I'll see a uh, see a comment from somebody on Twitter with like a share of his tweet, but I can't see what it says because he's got us on block. Um, so I have to go ahead and ask, so what did that idiot tweet now? <laughs> and, um, so once again, Heyman, uh, having us blocked for no reason. At this point in time, I would understand why he had us blocked because he's on the idiot list, but no idea why he had us blocked to begin with, so that is why he's on the idiot list. Okay, very good. Yeah. Um, next we got Washington, the owner, the fans, and the new edition Espresso Elliot. All right, so... Everything about Washington is uh, is still definitely on the list. They, uh, more is coming out regarding the owner and his carelessness about uh, what was going on in his uh, in his team and his corporation. Um, so the team's just absolute trash. Um, the fan base, anybody that wants to root for that kind of a team, again, just absolute trash. Um, the fact that the team actually plays in Landover and doesn't play in Washington. Um, you know, it's just an absolute embarrassment. And honestly, the only reason why anybody should even care about the uh, Washington professional football team is the just great story that's coming out about Alex Smith of how he's been rehabbing from an injury that uh, most people wouldn't be able to walk back after walk uh, walk from afterwards. And he's back on the football fields competing for the starting job against uh, the other kid that they got, Haskins. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, credit to Alex Smith. I hope he does well. Uh, just I hope it's not for that organization. Right. All right, we'll move on to uh, Bob Ursay. Bob Ursay still burning in hell for moving uh, football out of uh, out of Baltimore and into Indianapolis. Um, still on the list. All right, next we got Matt and Josh. So Matt and Josh Soroka, this is going to be uh, a breaking news uh, type update here for you. 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Matt Soroka off the list. Uh-oh. Uh, Matt, Matt Soroka is coming off the list, and you know Josh was uh, Josh was heading that way too. Uh, Josh, as uh, as you may or may not know, has his. Uh, of course, Matt and Josh both record Section Three Three Six weekly together. Uh, but Josh, uh, he also records Three Three Six daily, which is just a brief uh, five ten minute rundown of uh, of the Oriole games every day. Um, and he was mentioning about all of these podcasts that he's helped and, um, you know, and he goes on to mention the names of all these different podcasts, um, and then how they're a part of, uh, Birdland Sports, um, you know, which we are still a part of, even though he remains on the list for plugging all these other podcasts that he's helped and all these other podcasts on his network. Uh, but he failed to mention Bleacher Birds. Oh. And, um, for failing to mention us and uh, waving us by the by side. And um, yeah, I just once again, Josh Roca still on the list. Oh my gosh. That is devastating news. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So he had his opportunity. Matt, Matt's off the list. Josh, right back on it. Hmm. All right. All right. All right, next we got at Dan Clark Sports. The Dan Immortal Clark Jackass Sports. of Twitter. Yes, sir. The uh the Immortal Jackass of Twitter. Um you know, Dan um <clears throat> Dan Clark, because he can't just say Dan, Dan Clark uh apparently got upset over a tweet that a good friend of ours sent, and that was uh Lou Barrels. Uh at Lou Barrels, if you want to go ahead and give him a follow. Um uh, but Poor Lou is currently suspended, and I'm not quite sure what he tweeted, but his last tweet was something to Dan Clark Sports, and uh, Dan Dan Clark went ahead and retaliated by reporting like a little baby, and um, you know, like the immortal jackass that he is, and got poor Lou suspended. Oh. Of- so Dan Clark Sports for putting Lou Barrels on the suspended list for Twitter is on our idiot list. Oh man, he's got to stay there. That's right. All right, next we got Ed from NDL. Have we bashed him enough? Last week's ending. You know, I feel like after last week, I feel like we've bashed Ed enough. Um, I feel like we've mentioned that he looks like Uncle Fester. Um, I feel like we've mentioned that we truly think that he was just a. Uh, he had some unpure thoughts about uh, Nikki, who was his executive uh, assistant. Um, I think he he just absolutely tried to manipulate the game, and we've mentioned the fact that he went ahead and threw himself on great teams only to show off and cause those great teams to lose. And the fact that he had unorganized dodgeball tournaments, even though he claimed to be you know the national league of of dodgeball um i feel like we've bashed him enough uh, but i still there's still this little piece of me that thinks yeah he's gonna stay on the list yeah i think you're right yeah <laughs> all right next we got nancy napkins nancy napkins so i've still been unable to find uh my wife's simply southern shirt um once again that's the y'all gonna make me lose my mind uh simply <laughs> southern shirt so uh, if anybody has any links to where I can find one of those in a uh, in a size large uh, in pink, uh, please reach out to me and let me know. And um, that might get Nancy Napkins off the list. But for right now, she's staying on it. All right. 
All right, next we got Marlins with COVID. All right, so the Miami Marlins with COVID were the first team to go ahead and um, have issues uh, because of COVID where games were delayed and they were postponed and we didn't know what was going to happen. And it was all because they just – they they had to get their peckers rubbed and had to go down to a strip club down in Atlanta, and um, you know just poor decision making, um, and just just poor choices overall. And then they managed to come back with a bunch of scrubs and still beat the Orioles, which was really embarrassing. Um, they're actually second place in the National League East, so maybe they're not as bad as what we thought they were. Um, mm-hmm. And there have been multiple teams that have had these issues with COVID um, the Cardinals come to mind, but again, Miami was the first one. So Miami staying on the list. All right. All right. Next it's the entire state of Illinois. Entire state of Illinois for stealing our hashtag IL, uh, which could have been for the injured list, uh, but really is for the idiot list. It's certainly not for the state of Illinois. Um, hashtag IL, hashtag Illinois, hashtag idiot list. Still on it. All right. Um, DJ LeMahieu. DJ LeMahieu, uh, stealing the title of Lay Machine uh, from The Machine of Albert Pujols. Still on the list. All right. MLB Europe. MLB Europe still on the list. We're sending a Dodgers hat to Oriole fans for some reason. Yeah. Um, to European Oriole fans. Still on the list. Very weird. Very weird. All right. Next, we got all of Alyssa's ex-boyfriends. And then oh. off to the side, Trent. So all of Alyssa's ex-boyfriends uh, still on the list. Um, you know, there's no need to mention names uh, to go ahead and give them any credit because I'm sure they listen to this podcast. Um, I'm sure they're one of the millions and millions of listeners to our podcast that just tune in just to see if they can hear their name or not. Um, so they, uh, they will all still remain on the list, but they will not get their names read. Uh, Trent, the mystery man, Trent, uh, also remains on the list. Okay. We'll never know why. We will never know why. Um, but you know what? Why don't we give it, give a little update? Um, (laughs) so while we're mentioning Alyssa's ex-boyfriends and the mystery man, Trent, right. Um, you know what I want to talk about? I, I want to talk about Shelby's brother. Okay. So Shelby's brother is a friend of Alyssa's and, uh, they FaceTime from time to time. And I don't understand. Maybe it's just a thing with, uh, with boys now. Um, you know, when I was younger, I couldn't stand being on the phone. It's just like, you know, I I'd try to keep my phone conversations at like, you know, like maybe like four or five minutes most, and then just hang up. Of course, back then we were paying by the minute too. But I would try to keep the phone conversations to a minimum. I just, I couldn't stand doing it. And we didn't really have the hands-free option uh, or anything of that sort either, which again shows us just how old men we are and get off our lawn. But, so, what's going on is that girls FaceTime guys now. And when they FaceTime them, they'll go ahead and put their phone, the boys will answer the FaceTime call and then put the phone facing their ceiling while they're still playing their PlayStation. Hmm. or xbox or what have you and they're not paying attention to the girl at all they're just playing the game and the girls are fine with this and i don't understand that i I don't understand that mentality and this is may not necessarily have anything to do with shelby's brother but that just annoys the heck out of me what 
even gets me even more, but grinds my gears even more, and this is specific with Shelby's brother, is that when these boys answer the phone, they're always walking around without a shirt on. Mm -hmm. And they're FaceTiming the girls without a shirt on. Put a damn shirt on. Put a shirt on. Well, you know why they're FaceTiming somebody. Put a shirt on. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Isn't that kind of like why they're... That better not be the point. <laughs> that sure nah, as hell I mean, better not be the point. Whatever it is to put freaking clothes on. Whatever age this is, you know it's that age where they're just like, you know, they think there's something special. and Yeah, well, they think there's something special when they're just a bunch of jackasses. Okay. All right. So- Oh, this is very. This is the story is very. Um, we got three mystery people now. We got well, a. We got a Shelby. We got Shelby's brother, which hasn't been directly linked to someone named Trent. Well, Shelby is a friend of Alyssa. Okay, there, so we there, solved that one. There's no link between Shelby's brother and Trent. Okay, Trent's so they're, just, Trent's they're not completely. Yeah, they're not one of the same. They're not one in the same. Okay, but but Shelby's brother. For not wearing a shirt <laughs> when he FaceTimes Alyssa every single time. You know what happens when you don't wear a shirt when you FaceTime my daughter? You, you know what happens when it's it's so warm in your house that you don't have to wear a shirt? Meanwhile, I'm freezing, so I have to wear a hoodie and long pants when I'm inside of my house. You, you, you know, you know what happens when you're you're 17 years old, so you can walk around without a shirt on, and people aren't just absolutely disgusted by you, and, and you think that you can show off, and you you think that you know you can just do whatever you want. You think you're an Instagram model now, Shelby's brother. Is that what you think? You think you're an Instagram model? Um, you, you know what happens when you try to show off, and you think you're hot stuff. You're not hot stuff. You know what you are. You're on the list. All right. New addition. All right. Shelby's brother on the list. All right. Shelby's brother. Yep. All right. Well, one more here to go. All right. And um, the only way I remember him is because he's on this list, and that is Crush Davis. So Crush Davis, uh, I think this is a good one to end on. Say I like uh, – I like to use our last name on our list. Say, if we make any additions, say they're going to have to go in between Chris Davis and, uh, I guess, Shelby's brother. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris Davis, um, currently sitting, he's uh, healing up his torn patellin or something of that sort, mm-hmm. um, which clearly he tore when he just blasted his last home run. Oh, that's wait, that's right. He hasn't hit a uh, hasn't hit a home run yet this season. Uh, but he definitely, definitely tore it when he was running the bases after he got the. Oh wait, that's right, he hasn't got. Chris Davis absolutely sucks. <laughs> Chris Davis sucks. Um, he got my hopes up during spring training this year, thinking that he could go ahead and uh, become the player of old, or at least a player that doesn't suck and isn't the worst player in baseball. Um, and, and Chris Davis is just. An absolute joke. He's robbing Baltimore of money, um, which is only our fault. But he needs to retire. He needs to stay on the IL for the rest of the season. I do not want to see him come back. And um, if he does come back, it will cement him being permanently on the list. Uh, For right now, temporarily, he remains on the list, though. Chris Davis still on the list. All right. 
Yeah, I mean, he's made such a little impact. Yeah. That I, sometimes I even forget he's on the team. Yep. All right, I forget but, he's on the team, but I remember he's on the list. Yeah, there he is. All right, that's it. All right. All right, gang, if you uh, if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can reach out to us on the Twitters. Uh, I handle a Twitter of at BleacherBirds. And I, and I go by at BleacherMatt. <clears throat> and Matt is on at BleacherMatt. Uh, if you want to go ahead and reach out to us via email, you can contact us, uh, bleacherbirds at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to send in some questions. Dave. We really enjoyed answering those questions a couple episodes ago. Uh, but please feel free to send those in. Be more than happy to answer those and uh, get them on the podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you know, please just go in there, just drop a little five-star review, leave a comment. We'll be more than happy to read those uh, read those comments on the uh, on the next recording. So once again, please just go ahead, drop those five stars, and, and leave us a comment if you want to follow us. Uh, we are on Patreon at Bleacher Birds. Uh, once again, we drop some good old family wholesome content for a mere three dollars a month, and that money will go right back towards the podcast. Uh, allow us to go ahead and buy some microphones and uh, other things for the pod. Um, and then other than that, um, I think that's about it. So, uh, Matt, I will say uh, good evening to you and, uh, good evening to Baltimore Birdland and beyond. All right. See you later. See ya. Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Yeah. All righty. So, Hedlo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> All right. You can try that one again, I guess, right? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>